This week's episode of the Parents and Tools podcast comes out the day after the very sad news that Her Majesty the Queen has passed away. Myself and Jason are both Christians and we talk about our faith on this podcast. Before this episode commences, we just wanted to acknowledge and celebrate the life of a great woman of faith, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Hello and welcome to the Parenting Tools podcast with me, Jason. And me, Jordan. This is the podcast where two parenting tools, two dads doing our best at parenting, talk about the ups and downs. (laughs) Downs and ups. (laughs) of being parents. So Jace, I want to start off on a somber note. Ooh. I'm feeling sad. Oh, oh no. I'm feeling sad. So last night, uh my little boy, he uh I'm breaking up I'm <laughs> Got into bed with him like I do, like he says. He always says come in the bed, so you have to lie down with him. And uh he turned three a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. I put my arm around him and he went, stop doing that. I said, stop doing what? He went, stop cuddling me. I'm a big boy now. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Honestly. <laughs> so much mixed emotions. Our neighbours were around. They were like, what's that smashing noise I heard? So that was my heart breaking. <laughs> yeah. He told me to stop cuddling him because oh. he's big now. Honestly, ruined me. Is that, is that, has that stuck? Does he not want cuddles anymore? Well, this was last night. Okay. Wow. So it's fresh. real fresh. Fresh trauma. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see tonight. Oh no. I know. But yeah, that was horrific. Is that one of the phrases that you use of like, oh, you're a big boy now, so you don't do this X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Like if you want to go on the toilet or yeah. you know, sit on his seat at dinner and stuff like that. Because one of the mistakes that I've made is we we opted for the dummy. Don't shoot me internet people <laughs> but, you, you can take a dummy off them you can't take a thumb off them but the phrase that we were going for is you know big boys big girls don't need dummies mm. but also there's a little play area near our local sainsbury's that every time i walk past she wants to go on oh you can't go on that's for big girls no she's a big girl she's a big girl she doesn't take a dummy and she wants to go on the play area and i'm going no that's for for bigger big girls <laughs> Now when she walks past, she goes, bigger big girls. Oh, bless her. <laughs> so my, my question to you then is, because our kids just, well, our little boy, as soon as he got teeth, he spat his dummy out. He didn't want it. Yeah. So that was a really easy. We've not come to that with our little yeah. girl yet. How did you get rid of the, the dummy? So we're, we're still actually tackling it at night time. So before, when we went into having kids and like we did re- loads of research, we were like, we're not going to use a dummy. Mm. Not only we didn't plan to, but then Noah was born premature, and they have to use a dummy so they get their like tongue reflex going so they can feed. Yep. And so that was not our choice, a choice taken out of our hands. Obviously, we'd still make the same choice because yeah. that's how she gets milk. Um, and so it was inadvertently brought in, and then throughout the whole kind of first year, we were battling with taking the dummy off her, letting her sleep. And there were, we cracked it a few times. Yeah. The problem is, is we'd end up always going back into hospital. And when we're in hospital for like two or three days at a time, you're in a ward, like you don't have a lot of privacy. Mm. There's just an extra bit of comfort, which you can't give them. And so it, yeah. the dummy kept sleeping, well, <laughs> kept sleeping. The dummy kept creeping its way back in. Yeah. And, uh, that really last hit us the last time we did a big stint in hospital uh, where she was kind of, I think, 
18 months old or something and she'd had kidney stones mm. like we were in hospital for a, for a few nights because there was a it went wrong a little bit the operation and we had to bring the dummy back in and we've got to the point where we she doesn't go with a dummy at daytime because we've just we just don't, don't allow her yeah um but we were still having to redo sleep training for like the 15th time yeah and so the dummy actually had to come back out again and so we've still not cracked it. We, we've kind of settled on the point of, you don't see many 18-year-olds walking around with dummies. No. So one day she'll get rid of it. <laughs> no. But if I'm True. honest, it's just one of those things that we're, uh, we're a little bit too tired to tackle. Yeah, and that's, that's something, isn't it, where you just think, I'll give myself the easy life. And especially when you're trying to do like potty training and getting rid of the dummy, it's like, just do one. Yeah. And I'd rather do the potty training first. Get yeah. it out of the way, get it sorted, and then just steal the dummy off her and say it got lost. <laughs> we did uh, Santa when it was bottles at ah. bedtime, um, it, and it worked so well. Christmas Eve, got a little boy to put his bottle in the, what's it called? Stocking. Yeah. The big sock. <laughs> and uh, in the morning, he checked it, and it was a toy. And that was it. Wow. Bottle was gone at night time. Ah, so I, I think... We can negotiate with her mm. to get... She doesn't need it. Yeah. But sometimes she does. And so it's that. I think we will get there just by persistently trying. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know as the weeks <laughs> progress. Do let us know. Do let us know. So we've got an opening question. This came in from Rachel on Instagram. And this is actually a really good one. And what you've just said kind of ties into it. Come on. It says, what's the... When I have kids, I would never let them that you have totally let them do. <laughs> so you're just saying about the dummy. Yeah. Oh, and let, let me be the first to say, before I had kids, I was such a judgy person. <laughs> Left, right and centre, judgment going off. Oh, I can't believe you let your kids do that. Yeah. Phones, devices, YouTube, come on. Kids yeah. don't, they, they've got the outdoors. No, they, they need the iPads. It's not that easy. <laughs> they need them. You mentioned last week uh, about the Peppa Pig game yes, being a £5.99 monthly charge. Yeah. And you said, <laughs> might have done it next week. We're still going strong. It's still on the one demo we, game. We've actually moved on to a different app, <laughs> which I would recommend. Go on. It's the Bible app for kids. What games are on there? So, yeah. So when my wife mentioned it, I thought, oh yeah, she'll love that. I mean, she has a little Bible story for bedtime, so I thought she might like it. Yeah. But they've actually got some really good games. And it's free. Oh, amazing. So they learn about the Bible, learn some of the stories, but there's also some really good games in there. Yeah. So much so that I wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's funny that you've mentioned devices because that is the one thing really, especially at the dinner table, yeah. that I've always said I'd never let our children do. But when you're out and about, at home, it's a no. Yeah. Even you're at on home turf. Yeah. If you're out and about with family, but if you're out in a restaurant and there are other people... You exhausted all your options. Stickers, colouring books, games. I don't just go straight to the Oh, phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the last resort. But yeah, we've done that a few times. That That's one thing that I noticed last week as we were out in a restaurant with, with our daughter. Before having kids, I never realised how many other kids there are yeah. eating at restaurants. So oblivious, oblivious to it. Is that because you go now at a time where kids are in? We were just at a standard lunchtime. One oh, o'clock. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that shows how oblivious I was Kids and judgy I was as a, a pre-parent yeah no devices 
we've touched on it before, haven't it? You've got to do what you've got to do, but I don't like them to have it at the dinner table. But sometimes when you're out... Yeah, there's something that's got to be done. Yeah, don't do it often. But that was, that was me saying I would never do that. Yeah. And then... One, one for us was fizzy drinks. Mm. Now, we don't, we don't give our two-year-old fizzy drinks. <laughs> However, when we weren't looking... She inadvertently had her first taste of Pepsi Max. <laughs> what did she say? She, she loved she, she kept quiet. She knew. <laughs> she knew. She knew what she was doing was wrong. Uh, <laughs> Did it on the sly. But it's one of those things that it's... Before I had kids, it was actually a bigger issue to me then. Mm. Now I'm not so fussed. Like, we're, it's a strict no usually, but if it's she just steals it I'm not like the it's the end of the world yeah it's not one of those things yeah I think one thing that I noticed when I didn't have kids so I've got three mates that all had three girls around the same time yeah and Frozen was a thing wasn't it like yeah. a few years ago it was massive and like you'd say oh you know how are the kids and they'd say oh, watch Frozen three times today and I think but you've put that on <laughs> don't you have a control yeah like you decide like and then I used to think I'm going to decide what goes on. My kids aren't going to be watching the same film three times in a day. Other day, light year, twice in a morning. In the in morning? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, my wife had gone downstairs with him and she was sorting something out. I can't remember what it was. It was before we were going on holiday. So she just sat him down, light year on. We then swapped. It's like, Daddy, can I watch Light Year? The new bus film. It's like, yeah. Wife comes in. She goes, is he watching that again? Twice in the morning. Oh, so you've not sat through it twice? No, 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 no. No, but he'd uh, he'd had it on twice in the morning. Oh, fair play. <laughs> he <laughs> saw it. He saw his window. <laughs> he took his chance, and he took it. Yeah, that's again. It goes back to you got to do what you got to do. Oh, that's an amazing question. Thank you so much for your question, Rachel. If you've got questions, please do let us know at Parenting Tools Pod on TikTok and Instagram. Jordan, today we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. A special guest, a long-standing friend of mine. Uh, I met this person when I was just four years old. Really? Yeah. That is long-standing. It's a long-standing friend. He's been stood up this whole time. (laughs) Without further ado, I want to introduce Jonathan Williams to the podcast. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So John, welcome to the Parents and Tools podcast. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm a bit nervous, but excited as well. Everybody says that. <laughs> have, we, have we given you reason to be nervous? No, I've, I've, I I love the TikToks you do, and it looks very, very high standard stuff. So I'm like, I hope I can live up to that potential. But also, oh. uh, uh, I'm really happy to be a part of it. It looks really fun. 
Yeah, amazing. And do you know what? It's good that you're on because I've been looking for some bubble wrap. I've been wanting to know where I can get This is the only place I can record in the house. It's where we do all the... Uh, so we've got a, a business and so we ship stuff out all the time. And we've just got a big bulk load of bubble wrap in. Sorry, sorry about that. Okay, so what's, what's your business? Uh, we sell nerdy stuff. So comics, cards, pop figures in the background as well, stuff like that. Oh, all as well. Plug it. Tell people where they can uh, tell uh, where they can find you. www.thenerdkings.com. Anything nerdy, go there. We've probably got it. I have I have made a few orders from there myself. Yeah, I've got to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's been good, John. We've uh, we've known each other for a while. Um, would yeah. you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, your your setup at home? So, what's the parenting situation like, and also yeah. just a little bit about you? That'd be great. Okay, yeah, I'm John. I'm 28 years old. I'm married to a wonderful woman called Lavinia, and we have a daughter, Alyssa, who is two, and she's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I've known Jason for years and years, pretty much, since we were, we were kids. But um, I'm a youth pastor slash pastor in a church. So um, me and my wife are both heavily involved in a church. Uh, well, we do a lot of stuff there, but we also, like I just said, run a family business as well. Me, my dad and Lavinia. And uh, we're in sort of a weird dynamic with uh, our parenting. So obviously me and Alyssa and Lavinia are a little family. But right now, since the pandemic, we're actually been living back in again with my parents as well. So it's quite, um, it's quite, it's been quite um, nice as a parent to have, my grandparents to fall back on as well but um yes it's it's good love everybody love Alyssa so uh, just clarify you and your parents and your family all living in the same house in the same space (laughs) and we have been so I mean we it's not always been like this like we finished uni we lived in Worcester just me and Lavinia for a year then we moved to Reading for three years where we were youth pastors in a church there and uh just pretty much because of the pandemic, we moved back to Birmingham and we said, we're going to live with my parents for about a month before we find our own place. <laughs> and then the job, which I had ready sort of fell through because of the pandemic. Oh, no. so that's why we started this family business. And we've, um, we're here since, and hopefully we'll move out um, soon, but we're looking in a to, month. Um, <laughs> that's it in a month. <laughs> but, uh, once we're able to buy a place, I think we're going to move out. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. So you you just mentioned there, John, that you moved back to Birmingham. Is that where you're originally from? Yes, so originally Birmingham. Lived here uh, till I went to uni, uh, pretty much my whole life. Great. And did you grow up with brothers and sisters around you, or was it just you? I have two brothers, younger and older, so I'm a middle child. Um, my older brother is two years older than me, younger brother three years younger. But we're all quite close, and especially now, uh, really close. Three boys, wow. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to your mum so John just yeah. kind of two quick questions what do you think is the best thing about being a dad but also what is the worst thing about being okay. a dad oh wow that's quite okay I'll do best thing first um, spending time with um, Alyssa because it's literally this person who Lavinia and I created um, and it's just amazing seeing her grow up I mean she's two years old now and that's not that old but it's just it seems like 
just been in our life forever. Like we just love her so much, spend that much time with her. Also, it's gone so quickly. So like, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's been two years with her, but just spending time with her. So example, just today. So Lavinia had been working all day. So I, I had lists all day today. It was just great fun from, we watched um, some Mickey Mouse stuff together. She's loving Mickey Mouse stuff at the moment. Watching that, seeing her amazement in her face, and um, just seeing how she's growing. Um, we had um, a nap time today with her, and um, we were watching Mickey Mouse just before we went up. And we stopped. I stopped at halfway for an episode. I said, "All right, it's time for bed now." She wasn't very happy, but um, <laughs> she took her for a nap. Um, and then uh, once uh, I woke up, woke her up. I was like, uh, "Listen, it's time to wake up now." She was. Yeah, time to finish Mickey Mouse as well. It's just known that at two years old, <laughs> she understands that. Like, just I mean, I'm not that awake when I wake up, but she was ready to watch Mickey Mouse again. Just seeing that growth. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, worst thing, okay. Um, I've got a serious one and a not serious one. I'll do serious one first. Oh, go on. Um, worrying about her. I just find myself always worrying. Like if I'm if I'm not if she goes out with like living, I'm like, ah, oh, what if something bad happens? Or like if she has a runny nose, I'm like, what what what's the matter with her? Something like that. But also putting her to bed when she doesn't want to go to bed. She <laughs> she she's um quite a stubborn two-year-old. So if she doesn't want to go to bed, she doesn't want to go to bed. And uh it, it takes a lot of um a lot of effort sometimes. That's funny because I've I found myself losing arguments to my two-year-old. <laughs> already she's like bossing me around and like already beating me in at arguments uh, one of the things you said there is like when like the worry of like worrying about her has that come from anything that's happened in the past or is that just a generic um i think I, it, it's, it's i think it's hard so i don't know how it would have been like if this certain situation didn't happen but when Alyssa was born within two weeks um, we were in hospital with her. She had meningitis and sepsis. Wow. So, um, and that was from, so before we knew what it was, basically she was just crying all day and we got told by a number of different people we'll be no protective parents and worrying a bit too much. And then what actually turned out to be was um, meningitis and sepsis, which uh, quite serious. She was in a coma for about six days, wow. pumped with loads of drugs. Um, and but but now it's hard to know if I would have always been like a worrying parent or if it's because of the situation where we were told we're worrying too much and now every little thing like she'll have a cough and then I'm like is this something a bit more serious do I need to look into it a bit more mm. I I sympathise with that quite a lot obviously with mm. mine and M's and our daughter's experience um, if you're new listening we've had, we had quite a rough birth story as well um but me and emily were, were opposites so me and my wife were complete opposites in how we would react mm. um if if my daughter got a cold em would be like worst case scenario and i would just be like best case scenario um, wow. later we found out that actually we, we had some counseling for it and essentially that was our coping mechanisms of my coping mechanism was just to everything's going to be all right it's going to be mm. fine it's not going to be as bad as it as we think it is. And the reality was, is most times it was as bad as we thought and it was mm. something serious. Um, 
However, now that she's better, we still can't shift some of those initial reactions of she yeah. gets a little sniffle, gets a little cough, and it's still like the, like, w- what if this is like worst case scenario again? Yeah. Because like you said, when when there's people telling you, oh, you're just overreacting, you, you take that on board, hmm. but then later you were actually right to have overreacted. I think yeah. that's pretty hard to process and find a norm, a normal balance when they're actually healthy. Um, yeah. And so we find that even now, like a constant struggle, we have to have like a, a quick conversation with me and Em of like, how serious do we, do we think this is? Like, let's just actually mm. verbal vomit everything and then see where we're going. Um, but yeah, that completely sympathizes with that. How, I mean, so, so you say she was in a coma for six days. Yes, yeah. How, how, how old was she when that happened? So when she went into hospital, she was about two and a half weeks. And it was from that day, so yes, from about two and a half weeks into her like, third week of her life. Wow. So right at the beginning. And were there any implications with... Because in that first two or three weeks, they they're born and their weight drops and then they put the weight back on. Was there any implications in that with that really early development with her being out of it for six days? Um, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm, I remember first time after she was out of hospital, um, she was at home for us with us for quite a while, but the first time Lavinia actually took us somewhere was to her mum's house. And um, her, her Lister's cousin, was born, I think it was two or three days after she was born, so very close in age. Oh. And uh, it was when Lavinia took Alyssa to um, her mum's house, um, Hannah and Esme, her cousin, um, went there as well to see Alyssa. And um, when they were first born, we took Esme and uh, we took um, Alyssa to see Esme, and they were like similar sizes and stuff like that. And we hadn't really noticed the effect. But when we took, uh, when Lavinia took, Alyssa to see Esme afterwards, the size difference was like ridiculous. Lavinia's like, Esme is like massive. And we realised that that's probably the size of a normal, maybe a normal size baby. And Alyssa was actually really tiny, but it hadn't hit us because we hadn't, since it happened, we hadn't um, really seen with anybody else a similar age to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's caught up now. Um, and she's, when you go to the checkups and stuff, they're like, yeah, she's in the, I can't remember, like the the ninety percent oil or something. Like, I don't know, but she she's she's average now. But <laughs> straight afterwards, it was it was that shock when like wow, like that she must have really taken a battering in that time when she was um, under because the difference when these people when Alyssa's the older one as well, the yeah. the size difference was incredible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially with your first child, you do worry. Um, yeah. a lot more than you do with your second, not because you care more, but because obviously you're more familiar with, with what's going on. And from what I've heard from people with older kids is that worry just gets worse when they're teenagers oh, and they're out and about on their own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't know when they're coming back and you drop them a text and they say, I'm fine, but you don't know where they are or what they're doing. And then they just appear for food. Um, <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those days, and that will fly around as well. That will come around in the blink of an eye for all three of us. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I keep I keep saying to Em like every time, just we have a little proud moment. I'm like, should be going to uni soon. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, stop wishing it away. 
Yeah. Oh wow. So that was that was a bit of a, a rocky start, and then she's two now. So where are you at? Is she at, is she at nursery? What's your kind of set up in the week? So she goes to nursery two days a week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, mostly because um, before Lavinia would have a pretty much full time, but then Lavinia's now going back to work. Um, she's a, a music teacher, pretty much for people Alyssa's age from babies to like four years old. She has classes, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays are her busiest days. So she goes to nursery um, now, and she loves it now. I mean, at the start, she absolutely hated it for like the first month and a half. Every single oh, time no. we dropped her off, she was like screaming, crying, not want to go. And I would have um, Lavinia would drop her off on the way to work. She'll call me and she's like, oh, no, she's crying again. I, I don't want to leave her. I feel so bad for leaving her. But we know because when uh, when we go to pick her up, she'll be there playing with all her friends. But as soon as she sees her, start okay. crying again. And it was actually quite um, it was a really funny thing that happened. So for like a month and a half, every single day, in tears when we dropped her off, in tears when she saw us and we picked her up. And then she had half term holiday and she was off. She just missed two days, the Tuesday and the Thursday. We went back on the, the Tuesday after and we're like, she's going to be just as bad again. Like maybe even worse because she's thought, oh, I've had a week up, I'm not going back. We took her back after half term and she just walked in, no tears. She went up to the um, one of the ladies there and just gave her a hug and then went off. And we're like, what's happened here? Like, she, she, she's fine. And um, apart from this Tuesday just gone, she went back for the first time um, since summer. She was a bit teary. But apart from that time, every other time, she was completely fine again. And we don't know what happened in that half term to make her go from never wanting to be there to she absolutely loves it. But, um, yeah, so she's at nursery now. And then also on a Wednesday morning, she goes to, um, we've got a church like um, mums and tots, tots and toddlers sort of thing that she goes to. And then on Fridays, she has a, a morning with nanny. And they go to do gymnastics. So that's sort of like the, in the week. And then Monday, um, Lavinia's not working. So she has a... Oh, yeah. John, what you've just described there legitimately is like, right now our worst fear because um, Noah's starting nursery in two weeks and the biggest thing that we are talking about like we had some attachment issues a few weeks ago and it's now the reality of how difficult that's going to be because she's going to be upset she's going to mm. hate it and like before you have kids you you hear about kids crying about going to nursery and you're like just get on with it it's right they're crying they'll get over it now it's like, I don't want her to cry for like f- five seconds, let alone five minutes. Yeah. And it's like, we are constantly, we, we have constantly been racking our brains going, is there anything we can do to like, you know, cheat the books so we can just have her at home all the time, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. And, but the reality is we have to put her in nursery because we both work. And it's like, we are both dreading the tears, the tantrums, just being upset because for lit- literal weeks after we put Noah into like a little kids program, week- weeks afterwards, we've been at home for a while now, every now and then she'll still say, oh, daddy will never leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the blue, completely sad. And oh, we're like, no. have no we scarred our child? <laughs> you want to show her the Lion King? <laughs> 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 show it. Just show the uh, like the worst extreme of daddy can leave you, <laughs> and then she'll realise nursery is actually not that bad. 
The thing is, though, it's like there's this like innate thing, isn't there? Like, I want to just protect her from everything, but the reality is, I can't. Mm. Um, and like, I want to just shield her and like keep her at home and keep her happy all the time. But if we don't even send her to nursery, she won't grow, she won't develop. Mm. I won't get any free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's well, so you difficult. Know. You never know. So, my little boy, when he first went to nursery, we had a like an introductory meeting. And this was in lockdown. So, we had to sit outside. And it started to rain. So the nursery manager said, do you think you'll go inside? We said, yeah, no problem. He, you know, he loves other kids. So he walked inside and he was fine. We were just sat outside under this little canopy. And about five minutes went past and she said, oh, should we see how he's getting on? So we all like stuck our head around the corner and looked at the window. And he was just stood on a table dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, so yeah, you never know, Jace. Could go one of, you, one of two ways. <laughs> I am hoping and praying that she just loves it, doesn't look back. And it's almost like you hear the stru- the, the stories of it's a struggle to take them home because I like it so much. Um, mm. But the reality is I think it's going to be difficult. But in the long term, it sounds like that most kids just eventually get it. And, uh, yeah. well, let's just hope so. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. So, John, you've mentioned that you, uh, you run a business and yeah. that you're back living with your parents in the house that you run the business out of. Yeah. How do you cope with doing all that and having a two-year-old? Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's good things and bad things. So, I mean, the, the great thing is that when she's at home, like I could just finish doing some work and just go next door and spend some time with her for a few minutes and come back in here. Uh, what, one of the hard things is that sometimes she'll just, um, Alyssa would just come in and just burst into the office so we do all our work and um, the thing with like collectors of like nerdy stuff or like stuff like that is they love their stuff in like mint condition like the best condition it can be and sometimes she'll just come in see me come straight over to the cars or straight into the parks just pick it up and start shaking it round I'm like no no Alyssa stop stop don't do that <laughs> um, so, so I mean it's great because I can like whenever I want to if I like Maybe if um, day's not going too well, sales not going too well, feeling a bit down, I'll just go give a list or a cuddle and I'll feel better. But then also, it's protecting all our stock at all costs from a list <laughs> because um, I gave her a Pokemon card once because um, she loves Pikachu. Like, uh, I, I showed her Pikachu from like, when she was little and all the time now she loves Pikachu. So whenever I see a Pikachu card, which isn't worth too much money, I will, I'll give it to her and literally within 10 seconds, like, I don't know how there's so many creases in the card. A bit's probably been in her mouth and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I'm so happy that's a Pikachu which costs about 10p and not one which costs like £100 <laughs> sort of thing. So it's um, it's challenging. But also, I love it. And especially um, with the first, like, first child, being able to just be there whenever, like living your needs, because it's quite... Um, she get quite overwhelmed sometimes, as uh, I'm sure anybody would, especially when she was work when she wasn't working, um, and she was like with a listener all the time. Um, sometimes you can get overwhelmed that stuff. So her being able to text me and go, "Can you take a ten minute break and just um, come and help with this?" It was really, really helpful. Um, I think for Lavinia, but also, I think it helped me be even close to a listener, even though I was still working full time, um, which was really nice. Yeah, that's something I've said before. 
the working from home obviously has its challenges, but the benefits of being there and being around and seeing so many firsts is is priceless, really. Certainly a lot more than a one P Pikachu card, that's for sure. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, John, you're you're in a quite a unique position as well. And I'm sure there's other people in that same boat of where you work at home, but also you've got extra family at home, um, but you also work with your family. Yes. Does that like blur the lines? Is that difficult to kind of separate sometimes? Um, or does it all just merge into one? I mean, if I'm being honest, it's, I found it really easy. Like my, my parents are really, really good with boundaries. Like they will, if, if we need help, they're there for help. But then also like they, they will just do, do what we need. They won't like, <laughs> just want to phrase as well. Like, they won't cross the line sort of thing. Not that they ever, like, what, what line it is, but, like, they will, they're, they're respectful. They understand that, like, Alyssa, um, like sometimes we just want to spend time with uh, me, Lavinia, and Alyssa, stuff like that, but also always there when we need it. And then business-wise, like, even though we're together all the time, we've never really had, like, really stressful times with each other about the business. So, like... Maybe it's because we all love nerdy stuff that so makes it easy. But <laughs> I, I, there's been times in the past when I've worked in different places where you get frictions with people, especially when you disagree with stuff. Yeah. Whereas, um, I mean, I expected there to be more, but really it's been it's been great. It's been fine. Like, I don't think business-wise we've ever had, like, a real heated argument. It's always been, like, chatting about stuff. And especially when you're with each other a lot, maybe it really should be worse, but it's not been... I don't know if that's the answer. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right. No, that's, that's great. What it is, yeah. No, and do you, do you find any, like, we, we have a lot of questions about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Does, do you think working with family and at home helps with that balance or because I guess you feel quite a responsibility for that business as well. Does that mm-hmm. make that more challenging? I mean, I've always had a, a horrible work-life balance because, I mean, I'm part, I work part-time in the church at the moment, but before when we were in Reading, I was full-time church worker. And Levin used to always say, like, you need to have your days off. You need to have, like, when you're not doing something, you need to, like, switch off from work. So I was awful at it. I was always working or always had something on my mind to do work. And, um, and being here, it's, it's it's the same as some days where I'll just want to work constantly and not give myself a break I need um, to like not burn out and stuff like that. But I have got better at it, and it's mostly to Lavinia being like, no, you need to take breaks, you need to stop. And I think Alyssa's helped a lot because, um, especially um, before Lavinia started going back to work, Lavinia needed a break sometimes from being with Alyssa all day. No, actually, she's not lovely, Alyssa, but being with her child or um, a one-year-old at the time all day, she needs to be able to have a break. She needs to be able to have a rest herself. So that really helped me being like, all right, I'm stuffing. I'm going to step in here as well. And that helps a lot. And I think I'm getting much better at that work, um, life sort of balance. I'm still pretty awful. So some weeks I've just been (laughs) working constantly. I think it's just my personality type. That's what I'm... Used to, I used before I was a um, youth pastor. I worked in McDonald's, and I remember I was awful at it then as well. And you, you wouldn't think you would be in a in a job where like you clock in for your shift, 
So I would always just be like, oh, yeah, I'll work a few extra hours. I'll always do this. And there was actually one day where I did a 17-hour shift in McDonald's. And um, I started at 12 o'clock. And it was like one of the busiest days of the year because it was like the Ofsted sort of thing in schools for, for, like, for like McDonald's. I couldn't check everything. So from 12 to 8, they were in, and I was on that shift. But then the night workers didn't come in for some reason. So I was like, oh, I'll do the overnight shift as well. So from noon till five in the morning, I did that whole shift. And I remember that last hour, once we'd closed up and we were packing up, I was in the back of McDonald's, just sat on the floor. I literally couldn't stand up because my legs were hurting that much. But it's, I think it's just my personality type. I'm quite, I just like, I just get on with stuff sort of thing. We've um, we've recorded next week ep- next week's episode already because Jace is going on holiday. And that's something that we've mentioned is that different people have different personalities and their work will really affect their parenting. Mm-hmm. And some people need to be that high functioning person that works a lot because that's what their personality is. That's what they thrive on. Would you say that's kind of, that is you that, you know, when you're productive and when you're doing stuff, you're in a better mood and therefore you parent better. Well, I've never really thought about it like that. Um, I suppose so, because I'm, I'm, I'm very happy when I've done like a good day's work sort of thing. And I suppose, yeah, maybe I'll take that into parent as well. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that before. <laughs> just so well articulated there, Jordan. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> you just solved all our issues. It's something that I've noticed, you know, you, you have some days where you're just, you're less productive. And I just think, you know, I've wasted a day here. And then yeah. I get down about it. And it's for, it could be for various reasons. It could be that I had meetings set up that people didn't come to, or those meetings didn't go the way I expected. So therefore I'm a little bit, I feel like not down, but I feel unproductive and therefore, you know, I'm not feeling as good about work. And that, that follows me into the evening sometimes. Um, and that's just something I've been made aware of hmm. since having kids. And it's like, right, you've kind of got to flick that switch and leave leave that behind. But for me, if I'm productive and I'm getting stuff done, I'm in a better mood. And as a result, I'm a better husband, a better parent and just better to be around. Do you know what that's, you hit it right on the head as well. Cause like for us, we, we, we live busy lives. We both, we all work full time with all, all dads, but also George, we decided to do a podcast outside True. of all of that <laughs> every single week. <laughs> but what I've noticed over the last 13 weeks there you go is it 13 12 weeks maybe 10 first of all i've not got any better at math but i am becoming so much more conscious of my parenting and maybe that's good doing a parenting podcast but when i'm productive i am i feel more on top of the world i feel actually like i can achieve more um mm. and i think you just hit it right on the head of actually when i'm not functioning at kind of a higher pace I don't feel as good in myself. So therefore might not be actually as good as a parent or as a husband or et cetera. <laughs> well, at first I was thinking, what's an et cetera? And then I realized what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some like real horror stories of where people talking about the boundaries, John, with your parents, hmm. of where people have just really had to have like a sit down and say, look, this is what we want to do. We appreciate your thoughts. We appreciate your feedback, hmm. but really you're overstepping the mark. And there's, there's been some really awkward conversations that I've heard people have. So it sounds like you guys have got a really good balance. 
Yeah, there is one thing. Uh, <laughs> this should be okay to say. <laughs> where, um, so with Alyssa, she loves um, music. So she loves Disney musicals stuff like that. So, um, so if we're going to watch something with her, we'll watch like uh, a, a musical movie or uh, when she was younger, like Coca Melon and stuff like that. Um, but there's one thing which me and Alyssa always that name on said. The pod. Oh, do we not? Oh, sorry. <laughs> there was one. There was one. Um, so it's me and Lavinia always didn't want Alyssa to watch, and that was Peppa Pig. And we would, I would say, like, we don't really want her to watch Peppa Pig. But um, her nanny especially, she won't mind me saying this, actually. <laughs> would, uh, she's a big Peppa Pig fan. That's been Personally? Weird, but she, she, <laughs> but um, her, uh, Alyssa's cousins um, love Peppa Pig, so whenever they're around... Um, Nanny would always like that. Should put Peppa Pig on. I'd watch together, and um, I mean, throughout our time, it's not really been a big struggle. We haven't minded too much, but we would never put Peppa Pig on or stuff like that. But um, Alyssa loves it now, and we've sort of just accepted it now. And actually, two months ago, we went to Peppa Pig World for two <laughs> days, so we've lost our battles. It wasn't that big of a thing. So, John, when um, when we have guests on, we've tended to ask the same ending question, which has okay. been, although we didn't ask this to him, I realised afterwards. Uh, but the question is, what would your top tip for parents be from your time as a parent so far? I think the best tip, it's not really a tip, but it's just do, do the best that you can. Because I remember when, Lavinia was pregnant. We had a lot of people giving advice, a lot of people saying, oh, remember to do this, remember to do that. And uh, it got very, very overwhelming. And we're like, I'm going to be like a terrible dad. Like, there's so much stuff I need to remember. But I think as long as you like love the child and always try and do your best for them, that's all That's all we can do sort of thing. And I mean, it's, 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 it's great people giving advice, but every child's different and... Uh, just just do your best as a parent, I think. And you're going to get stuff wrong. There's going to be times when um, you'll look back like, maybe I didn't do that that well. Um, but just just do your best. That's great advice there. Thanks yeah. so much, John. Top tool. Top tool. Top tool. <laughs> but yeah, so John, that's it. That's a great piece of advice there, John, and a really good point to, to end. We always say that, just do your best and do what works for you. John, massive thank you for coming on. We appreciate yeah, your time. thank you so much. Let us know once again where people can find the Nerd Kings and uh, where they can where they can get hold of you. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. thanks for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, Nerd Kings, www.thenerdkings.com. Uh, we're on TikTok and Instagram as well with The Nerd Kings. So uh, yeah, if you fancy anything nerdy, we've got toys on there as well for kids. So I don't know, it's apparently podcast. So <laughs> if you want to have a look, go have a look. Oh, brilliant. Thank Thanks so much, John. John. So yeah, a massive thank you to John. I really enjoyed that, Jace. Yeah, so did I. I think something about just the way that John talks about his story is quite refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, they've been through some stuff, but it wasn't downbeat and it wasn't traumatic. It was, he, he worded it in a really nice way, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, as, as much as that could be nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a massive thank you to, to John once again. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do on the usual channels at Parents Tools Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to email us, Jason. 
you can email us or gmail us at parentingtoolspod at gmail.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Jason, you're off on holiday now. I'm off on holiday, but don't forget to listen out on Sunday. We're on the radio, BBC Radio Nottingham. What time is that, Jordan? At 8.10 in the a.m. Glad you reminded me because I need to make sure I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awkward, wasn't it? We've got the parenting tool. (laughs) (laughs) A multi-tool, that's what I imagine. little Swiss Swiss army knife. Amazing. Yeah, keep an an ear out for us on BBC Radio Nottingham. If you're not in the Nottinghamshire area, you can tune in online via iPlayer or on the Francis Friend Breakfast Show. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.